Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking. Today we're talking softball, Raging Cajun softball with Mr. Bobby. I'm just going to call you Mr. Bobby. I'm not going to try. I mean, I got a tough name to pronounce, but man, I am butchering your name all over the place. That's easy, man. Nova. Nova. I know, but I want to say Nova. I want to do all these other things. So, Mr. Bobby works. Mr. Bobby. I mean, that's how everybody knows you. I don't think anybody knows your last name anyway. Probably not. So, well, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm a... Uh... I'm excited, you know. We're uh, we're getting really close, and uh, favorite time of the year for me. You know, it's funny because there's that 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 time of the year where football in is ending, basketball starting, and and you think baseball and softball is never going to get here. But you know, the the Cajun basketball team's doing really well, so that's exciting. Football, I think, took even though maybe the record might not have showed. I think they took a step up. And you see that with their players not getting in the transfer portal. Right, right. So, um, but it, it seems like, and then once baseball and softball season get here, I'm like, no, 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 wait. I'm not ready for it yet. I mean, <laughs> I'm ready for it, but you and I got a lot of work to do. I mean, you with the broadcasting, me with the, the Diamond Club newsletter and everything, you with the, the, the Center Field Club newsletter. Right, right. And uh, Yeah, I've been busy getting ready for the season and, you know, working on uh, – the Centerfield Club, and uh, you know we've got we've got alumni weekend we're working on, and we do a crawfish ball fundraiser uh, at the beginning of May. So we you know we got a lot of different things uh, we're working on behind the scenes, and and then uh, and getting getting ready for the broadcast, and uh, you know fall softball kind of gets me through the year. Uh, if it wouldn't be for softball, fall softball, I I don't know what I would do. But anyway. Uh, but here we are. We, we're a week or so away from uh, from opening day, and uh, really exciting time. Not only for me, but you know, for the team and for the coaches and for the for the softball fans in the community. Well, let's go back. You mentioned fall ball. Let's go back to uh, uh, the beginning of the fall. Two new coaches are hired. You want to talk a little bit? One of them, Cajun fans are familiar with, very familiar with, Shelly Landry, All American here, uh, great individual, great family. Uh, yes, indeed, and and you know, um, she was she was ecstatic about the opportunity to uh, to come back and work uh, in the program and program that she loves so much, and um, you know, Coach Glasgow was really excited about being able to get her. When uh, Coach Lacey, you know, want to wish her all the luck in the world over at Northwestern State. She's going to do an uh, an amazing job over there, but you know that created an opening and gave Coach Glasgow. The opportunity to bring Shelly back, who um, is helping him tremendously with the hitting, and you know a little bit different perspective. And um, you know, for the first time since he's been here, he he doesn't have to handle all the hitting by himself because uh, you know that's what Shelly's kind of focusing on, along with Coach Glasgow. And uh, so that's working out really, really well. And then you know uh, Hunter Veach. Uh, the NCAA, uh, you know, approved the uh, fourth uh, coach on the staff, third assistant coach now. So, Coach Glasgow brought in Hunter Veach to work with the defense, and uh, he's just amazing. Uh, one thing I think the fans are going to see, uh, since Coach Glasgow's been here, we've always pitched well, we've always hit extremely well. This year, I think you're going to see uh, a team that's going to run the bases better. And going to be uh, our defense is going to be so much better because he's, I mean, he's just a whiz when it comes to defense and his system and 
there's not a situation in a softball game that he hasn't covered since the beginning of the fall. And the girls love him, and uh, they love Coach Shelley also. So it's uh, it's been nice watching those two uh, coaches come in in the fall and uh, watching them kind of get more comfortable day by day and the girls getting more comfortable with them. Coach Shelley, you brought up the, the, the hitting side of it with Coach Glasgow because I know last year he met, mentioned in several interviews that he doesn't, during the season, he doesn't get to work with the girls on the hitting side of it as much as he wants because there's always something going on for a head coach. So that's got to be a tremendous help. Yeah, and then, you know, we got we got 22 players on the roster, I think. Well, 17 of them are position players. 17 of them are hitters. So now you got you got two coaches that you could uh, that can work with the hitters on a daily basis, and you know, and that gets those kids a lot more reps and and a lot more work. And Coach Shelley and Coach Glasgow are on the same page, so you know they're teaching the exact same things. And um, I think the girls really like the fact that they're getting a lot more attention. And on the grad assistant side, Carly Heath, which Cajun fans are very familiar with as well. What does that bring to a team? Well, well it brings to the table uh, the fact that she can also help with hitting a little bit, and she can help with pitching as well. And then, uh, along with Shelley, we uh, uh, along with Carly, we have a uh, a young man. His name's Owen Cox, and he's our manager, and uh, he's played on the Canadian national uh, junior national men's fast pitch team, and he's a pitcher. Oh. And he's a left-hander, so with him and Carly in the mix there, those you know with those two they they get to throw a lot of uh, a lot of batting practice, and the girls get a lot more reps against live pitching than they you know they have in the past. I did not know that's a, that that's a huge addition. So you you brought up pitching there, so let's pivot to Coach Robichaux in his third year now. That's got to be. A little more comfortable for him now three years into the program and for Coach Glasgow, them being, not that they weren't on the same page, but just, you know, as you work with somebody, even though you may know them, working with them is different. Well, you know, Coach Justin in his third year, and he's becoming a lot more comfortable with softball, and uh, you can just see the trust level of the pitchers. Uh, and not, I'm not saying they didn't trust Coach right. Robe in the past, but... Uh, you know we've got some new kids on the uh, on the pitching staff this year with uh, the kid Alexa Delbray who transferred from Florida, and uh, and uh, Denali Denali Lecker who transferred from Iowa. You know those two kids, and then Sam Ryan, who uh, who transferred from uh, UConn. Although she never played at UConn, she played at uh, I think it was Jet Chattanooga Junior College. Yeah. Transferred to UConn. They had some coaching uh, changes there, and she uh, she redshirted that one year, and then transferred to, to to UL. So we've got three new pitchers on the pitching staff this year, along with Shelley uh, with with uh, with uh, Landry. Uh, which <laughs> I can't Sam. believe Sam Landry. We got we got on. so many Sams. I don't know how I yeah. forgot Sam's name, but you know with Sam Landry and Chloe Rio Seto returning, and uh, you can just see the. Uh, the trust in the bullpen, you know, if you, you go down and watch some of the bullpen work and watch the girls in the scrimmages, they, uh, it's, it, it's amazing how, how quick those three new pitchers have caught on and, and have uh, bought into Coach Robichaud's system. Let's talk about the, the, uh, 
the roster now then because you mentioned the transfers but I'm looking down at this roster the list of the the players on the roster and honestly you 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 pretty much hit them as far as who who's coming in but we don't have the number of transfers that we've had in the past does that mean I mean Coach Glasgow's obviously we, we saw the recruiting numbers as they would come in as he was signing the girls top 10 recruiting class top 10 recruiting right. class but you're seeing now that they're 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 staying here they're not leaving you know and the girls are not entering the transfer portal and so uh, the need for bringing in the the older girls that 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 are in the transfer portal is not that great so but uh, you know Lexi Delbray from Florida came in and uh, uh, Brooke Brooke Ellistad from St. Thomas is, has a really really had a great fall and a great January. She's going to, you know, she'll be the starting shortstop. And uh, you're going to really like, you and all the listeners and all the fans are going to really like watching Brooke Elstad play shortstop because she's a, she's, a, she's a whiz. Uh, she does, you know, uh, she's, just, uh, she's just a pure shortstop, I guess. Is that, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. So with, uh, with Brooke and uh, Lexi Delbray from Florida and uh, – Lecker from Iowa, and then uh, Sam Rowe uh, from from Florida also, who's going to probably be the starting third baseman. You know, those four kids are going to be uh, big parts of our program this year. And, and I look, as I'm looking at the roster here, I'm seeing Jordan Campbell's name in that Texas A&M. But I feel like Jordan Campbell's been here forever too, though. Yeah. She, uh, I mean, she's a Cajun. I think this will be her, it's either her third or fourth year with her, with us, if I'm not mistaken. And She's uh you know she's a senior this year. We've got we've got three seniors. We've got we've got Jordan Campbell, we've got Sophie Piscus, and then Denali Lecker from the transfer from Iowa is a senior. So uh, you know we've got it's not a young team. They got a lot of veteran players on the team. A lot of kids that have uh, got a lot of playing time in the last couple of years. But uh, and then on the you know on the other side, uh, a lot of those kids will be returning next year. Yeah, Jordan Campbell's third year, and, and Pisco, she mentioned that name. I was a little surprised to see her as a senior, even though I know, I mean, her energy has been here. But, but you know, she came in late in the season of her freshman year as they were trying to redshirt her because we needed that, that extra catcher in there. So it didn't feel like um, – it wasn't a full year, so it didn't feel like she's right. been here that long. Right. The starting catcher, well, I can't, her name escapes me. Oh, uh, God. Uh, a left-handed catcher. Yes, I, she was. I, I when she gets hurt and she hurts her her, her her finger or something in the first game of the doubleheader, and and between games of the doubleheader, Coach Glasgow brought Sophie in in the office and. Uh, and Regina Lloyd's going to listen to this. Yes, and, and, it's, and it's Regina. Us in, it's her it's daughter. Regina, so. <laughs> and I and I see. Oh my God! I see and I her. love her. Yeah, love her to death. Uh, uh, and. Oh but anyway, God. we'll 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 get it before the end. Yes, we get done. But but uh, they decided between games of that doubleheader, and it was about halfway through the season, uh, to take that red shirt off. And Sophie was a starting catcher yeah. in game two. So uh, yeah, so that's fun. It's uh, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's funny how things work out. Uh, and then now she's. I mean. It's uh, Tom Flies because now she's a senior. This is her last, uh, her last go around, and that, uh, 
She's excited. Julie Rawls. Come on. Julie Rawls. Julie Rawls and Cooper Rawls. How can we forget both of those names? And Juju, you know. How can I forget Juju? So, apologize, Regina. You can come smack me in the face when you're down for a baseball or softball game, and we'll have a beer. Uh, I know you normally don't drink, but we're going to make an exception that weekend. So, That's no. nice of you to do that for Regina. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, fun time. Uh, but, so... We, we talk about, uh, you know, you, you talked about the, the, the seniors, uh, but but this junior class is kind of, uh, was this Coach Glasgow's first jun- uh, class that? Coach Glasgow's first year was 18, so I don't think that oh, was Oh, no, his... but but this is the class that really. But this is all his kids. Yeah. You know? I mean, and, I mean you look uh, at the names, Matty Hayden, Hayden uh, Sam Landry, you know, you know. Sam Landry was the first kid to commit to Coach Glasgow after he became uh, the head coach for the Raging Cajuns. She, she might have been, I think she was in eighth or ninth grade. Okay. And uh, it's a kid that he uh, he wanted, and she committed at a, you know, very early to, uh, to Coach Glasgow, and uh, now she's a junior already. And, and, and I think all of these girls, uh, Alexa Langlers, uh, Kayla Falterman, uh, uh, Victoria Valdez, I mean, all, well, she's a sophomore, but... This junior class has really kind of been the heart of this team for the last three years. So. Yeah, because a lot of those kids, you know, they see a lot were, of play were time. starters, and if they weren't, they saw a lot of playing time beginning in their freshman year. Yeah, so uh, yeah, those are some great kids. And well, uh, we talked about the transfers. Let's talk about the freshmen. Uh, three freshmen on the team. Is there anyone that you you see that's gonna? I hate to say step up because, because, but but you never know. Anyone that's going to see a lot of playing time there. Well, Deja Williams. Okay. The story with Deja, uh, uh, at the end of September or early October, this young lady walks up at practice one day after practice, and she introduces herself to Coach Glasgow, and she said, Coach, I'm Deja Williams, and I'm a freshman at UL, and uh, I played high school softball at Alexandria. I never played travel ball, but I want to I want to play for the Raging Cajuns. Get out. And so uh, you know, he, he he gave her like, you know, a little tryout and he first of all, she is uh about a half a step slower than Maya Davis. Okay. So that caught his attention. And uh, you know, long story short, uh, he brought her on as a walk-on. And um, she's a tremendous defensive outfielder, and uh, she's going to see some playing time, whether it be as a as a pinch runner or a defensive replacement. She may even get some starts because uh, she's getting a lot more comfortable offensively. Uh, she gets better every day. Tremendous bunner with great speed. And, and from and the, the left side, too. From the left it. side, and, uh, you know. you uh, got to like that. That was, a, that was a gift from heaven. And uh, and then the other two freshmen, Lillian Soto, Lillian uh, fought through an injury throughout the fall. Did not get much time in the fall, so you know I, I see her as a possible redshirt candidate. And then the other freshman is uh, Gabby Stutes from Gabby Stutes from St. Thomas More, and you know uh, I'm sure Coach Glasgow is going to sit down and talk to those kids next week and and tell them what their potential role on the team would be. And then they would, they'll decide if they want to take a redshirt year or not. 
You know, it, it's hard, I think, sometimes, especially for all these girls, that when you're coming into a perennial top 25 program, I say top 25, I truly believe we're one of the top 16 teams in the country, and we don't get the respect at the beginning of the year that we deserve. But that's for a whole other day, a whole other conversation. But it's hard because these girls coming in were at the top of their class at their school probably their best players at their school if not one of the top three it's hard for them to take that red shirt but in sometimes the game is a little different a little faster it, well, it, you probably need it yeah and and then they can see you know they can see where they are and what their potential playing time would be if they decided not to red shirt and, and this seat this team is is so deep uh, the most depth I told coach Glasgow this you know I've been around and been involved with the program since 2002. And from the top to the bottom of the roster, this is the deepest roster we've ever had. Uh, the most talented roster, top to bottom. Now, we've had some kids like Lexi Elkins and, you know, some other kids uh, that have been. Shelly Landry. You know, yeah, kids like that in the past that uh, I'm not saying this team is better, but it's deeper is what yeah. I'm saying. And, there's a lot of depth. So when those freshmen look at the depth, and uh, they're intelligent young ladies, and they know what their chances are, and, and they know, and they're going to sit down and talk to their parents and, and make a decision on if it's the best thing to do or not and take that redshirt year. And sometimes, too, and I'm not saying this is at a knock at any of the high school these young ladies come from, but sometimes, too, college is a little bit more demanding grade-wise, and we know that that's a major focus for Coach Glasgow, as it is for all of our coaches here at UL, it's a major focus. So sometimes school, they got to get yeah, and they're away from their parents for the first time ever, and you know they're on their own, and you know and they got to balance manage money and balance that social life, and there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that you know the the common fan don't don't realize, and uh, you know a lot of times I hear fans say things, and and I want to say you know these kids are not robots and. You know, they, they've got other things going on in their lives besides softball. And, it, and sometimes it takes a little bit of it, uh, you know, it takes a little while to, to balance those things out. And then there's so much more to learn, uh, you know, the coaching when you get to college. And I'm not, you know, not to say anything negative about high school coaches, but the coaching when you get to college, that's, that's a step up. It's, yeah. you know, t stepping up a couple of notches. And uh, there's a lot more for those kids to take in and, uh, the light goes on at different times for different kids. Well, you talked about the social side, and I don't, and I don't think it's happened this year yet. But at some point in the season, somebody's probably going to lose a grandparent or something like that, and that's probably going to be the first time they're around someone that they love that has that has passed away. So that it's a it's a whole all of that to take in is new. Yeah, and then, and and that's when they turn to their coaches and their teammates. Yeah, and uh, you know that chemistry that they developed. That's when you know it becomes really much more important than on a daily basis, and uh, and I think know, the only reason I, 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 the, I the only reason I bring that up is because we don't know what's going on in their personal. We life. don't, and and you know, and, you know, sometimes I wish the the common fan would would take that more into consideration. I, I I'll be honest with you, I've changed a lot since since doing these broadcasts, and well, uh, also working with Coach Robe uh, Robe. Uh, Tony Robo show 
and learning more about the team and the players and the individuals and in thinking them as individual, not the robots that they are. So, um, and then you know, and on the other, I have to understand that the the the, the fans don't have the opportunities that I have to, yeah, to you know to to get to know these kids the way that I get to know them. So, uh, you know, I try to stay in the middle. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, anything else? Uh, I mean. So you, you mentioned a few girls. Let's let's talk about the pitching first. Very dominant pitcher with 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 Sam Landry, but she's not she's not going to pitch every inning. We don't want her to pitch in every inning. So where, who else is going to be that 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 second, maybe third, or even the the college game? You know, Craig, you know as well as I do, it's has changed over the last several years. You know, ten years ago, you never heard uh, anybody say. That this softball team's gonna have a pitching staff. Yeah. Well, this softball team's got a pitching staff. So you got Sam, you got Lexi Delbray, who was the number one pitcher at Florida, and then had to deal with some injury injury situations last year. And uh, man, the last couple of weeks she's really, uh, really looked good. And I think she's finally 100% healthy uh, for the first time since probably halfway through the season last year when she was at Florida. And uh, so the last couple of weeks, we've, we've really gotten to see the real Lexi uh, Delbray. And then Sam Ryan, man, uh, I call her I call her Maddox because she reminds me so much of Greg, of Greg Maddox when she pitches, you know. She, she's not a hard thrower. She throws in the lower 60s. And, uh, she, she, you know, she lives on the corner. She lives in the river. And uh, she hits her spot. She doesn't. She's not going to strike out a lot of people, and she's not going to walk a lot of people. But it just seems like the hitters just they can't barrel up on her. They can't get good contact on her. She's probably been. Uh, she's probably had the best fall and the best January of any of the pitchers, and so she's going to see a lot of pitching time. So I think he, I think with Sam Landry and uh, Del Bray and Sam Ryan, those three kids will probably get the uh, the bulk of the starts and then you've got uh you got Denali uh Denali Lecker uh who is a, a drop ball specialist she's probably the uh the one pitcher on the uh on the uh on the on the pitching staff that pitches down in the zone and you know if uh, if you're playing a team with a lot of power and the wind's blowing out one day you you may see Denali Lecker uh in the circle you know and but she'll she'll probably be uh, kind of fill that role that that Carly Heath had last year, you know, late in and reliever, and uh, you know a spot start every now and then. And then you got Chloe Riosoto who is uh, so good against left-handers, and she's trying to develop some more pitches. And uh, but you know, if if you play in LSU and and you got a one-run lead and the the the, the winning run and the time run on base. And uh, Pleasance is at the plate. You may you may bring in Chloe Carrillo Soto to uh, to face that tough left-hander. You know, so uh, uh, we got a nice staff. Sam Sam has looked really good here in January. Sam Landry, you know, Sam's got the uh, she's she's really got all the pitches, but she's developed to go along with the pitches that she had last year. Uh, she's developed a, a true drop ball that that kind of falls off the table. She had. More of a, a of a you know in hardball, which you would call a slider, where it would break down in a way. But now she's kind of developed that true drop ball, 
and that drops off the table and so that's another pitch she's added and uh, she's looked really good and the pitching staff and Coach Robichaud does an amazing job with those kids. You know, you talked about the, the, the kind of the difference between baseball and softball and not and, and you know, five years ago you would have never talked about a pitching staff. But Coach Robichaud's really done a, a great job with that in the sense of uh, giving them different looks. Even if it's a batter or two coming in and uh, knowing your role and you know, I, it reminds me of I forgot I I've already I believe you talked about uh, painting the corners with one of the Sam Ryan, man. Sam Ryan, but you know that Sandy Koufax talked about that. He goes, you know, when he said, "When I when I stopped trying to strike every batter out, I became a better pitcher." Right. Sometimes the ball's going to get in play, and and that's fine. Trust your defense. And that's where you know when Sam Ryan's pitching, and you know that's the defense is going to have to have really really good days when Sam Ryan's pitching because they're going to put the ball in play. And uh, but she gets a lot of weak fly balls and a lot of weak ground ball outs, and it just seems like the the, the hitters are never hitting the ball on the on the good part of the bat, you know, on the barrel. I, I think what I'm getting from you is that each one of these pitchers brings in a different style. So Absolutely. when they come in, those batters are not going to be seeing the same. They're going to be seeing some something completely different, and uh, you know, and that's where Chloe. And uh, and and Denali are gonna uh, you know their roles and you know the, the the key to this team and I say this every year but because of the depth on this team even more so this year the key is gonna be if all of these young ladies uh, accept their roles that's you know and that's the key on every team across the country you know it is uh, and to keep the drama out of the locker room and you know and and right now it seems to be great but you know Coach Glasgow hasn't made a lineup yet so yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I, I just think it, for everything with the pitching styles there, you know, we talk about uh, and we hear it a lot now on broadcasts is on the second or the third time through the lineup. And a pitcher, no matter how good they are, the batters tend to adjust to them. So if you can get, let's say, Sam Landry happens to be the starter and she can go th- three or four innings and then you bring in somebody – that has a different style. You can still bring Sam Landry in to finish the game. Yeah, but the, the, because the ball rules, you got free, you know, got yeah. started can uh, can come out and go back in once, and uh, you know, and, and Coach Glass, Coach Glasgow, and Coach Robichaud are going to do a great job of using those pitchers, and uh, you know, like like a kid like Chloe Rare Soto, if you if you got a tough left hander, you got to get that might be two for two in the game with a home run and a couple of RBIs, and you need to get her out. You can bring her in to pitch to, or you got two or three left-handers in a row uh, in, in the opposing team's lineup. You can bring Chloe in and then bring Sam back in or the, whoever the starter was. So you can uh, kind of manipulate that the, 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 the rotation, and they've always done a good job of doing that. Let's talk defense because you talked about how the pitchers, some of them are going to pitch to contact, do, do things like that. How does uh, – do, if, 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 you're, if, if you're the coach right now, or uh, who who do you? Uh, I hate to say it that way because I don't want co- you know some one of the coaches might listen to it and say well or our fans say well Bobby said that this person should have been at first. Where do you see the lineup right now? <laughs> if, if, if you had if, to guess, if I had to make a lineup yeah. today, who's playing uh, first base? Uh, Lauren Allred. Okay. 
you know, Laurette is back. She had a great freshman year last year, preseason. We didn't even talk about her yet. This no, is the first preseason all Sun Belt. You know, that kid kind of came out of nowhere in February. We yeah. went to we went to uh, to uh, Clearwater last year, and we played uh, six games. I think she got one at that in Clearwater, and then she ends up being all conference. You know, and uh, so uh, she's back uh, with with the addition of Brooke Ellistad, who's just a, you know I mentioned earlier she's. She's just really a true shortstop, and, and, and it, I think you're gonna see um, you're gonna see uh, I call her Penguin. Why oh. does my mind do this sometimes? Uh, uh, Langley. Langleyers, Langleyers is gonna uh, probably be at second. Okay. With Elastad at at short, and Samro at third base. Okay. With Vic, uh, Vic and Sophie behind the plate. When Sophie's not catching, she'll probably be the designated player. Okay. And then, uh, man, and you got a lot of options in the outfield. Now, Langleyers is dealing with a, a little bit of a hand injury. Not sure if she'll be ready for opening day. So, you could see Sissy Vasquez or uh, Maddie Hayden uh, possibly at second base uh, on opening day. You know, and and then again, this is this is just my opinion from what I've been seeing. Right. And then in the outfield, you've got you know you got uh, Maddie Hayden that could play left and. Uh, and Sam Grader, who's having an outstanding January. Sam dealt with some injuries last year, and she's finally healthy. She dealt with some injuries in the fall. And uh, January, she came back from Christmas break and uh, had a really good January. It looks like she's uh, 100% healthy now. And then Jordan Campbell and uh, and Lainey Crater. You know, those are some another couple of kids that could be corner outfielders. Deja Williams, uh, Kayla Falterman. And uh, and of course, Maya Davis is going to be the everyday center fielder. Uh, that's not my opinion. That's a fact. fact. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's you know it, it's kind of like uh, uh, when when uh, uh, Blake Trahan came here. Coach Rip said, "I don't know who's starting where, but Blake Trahan will yeah. be a shortstop. Uh, Maya Davis will be the as long as she's healthy, she will be in center field and, and she will be the leadoff hitter. And then you've got you've got the Soto kid who plays in first base." The Nallie Lecker is like I mentioned earlier. She's uh, gonna kind of take that 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 uh, that spot that Carly Heath had because she's a two-way player. So if if you see Denali on defense, she would be at first base. She's also a candidate to 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 do some uh, get some probably get some at bats at designated player. And then uh, uh, Stute uh, Stute Gabby from Stutes. Uh, Gabby Stutes has. Uh, that's you know in the fall and in January she's uh, kind of been mostly at second and third base. So okay. I think I've covered everybody and and well, uh, Sissy Vasquez, you know she's gonna play some shortstop and some second base. She's she's outstanding defensively. Uh, so you know she she's uh, gonna be a middle infielder and and uh, you know her role on the team and she'll probably get some starts, but uh, she'll be. If she's not in the starting lineup, you, you'll probably see her in the game uh, late as a defensive replacement. Uh, and another kid that would probably serve that same role would 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 be a kid like Kayla Faltman in the outfield. You know, it's uh, we talked kind of about the new people coming in first and the freshmen and everything, and then I didn't realize it until we were going through. And you're, I mean, you see them on you see them, but until you hear their name again, you forget how many people we have returning on the team that were contributors and some of them 
big contributors. Right. You've got you've got kids that have been big contributors for the last three years that have that are having to fight and compete for a starting position right now. I mean, you probably don't see that too often, and you know, at, at, at many programs, that's how much depth on this and, and talent on this roster. Well, good deal, uh, man. I'm 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 ready for next week now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, let's let's uh, kind of move on and, and talk in general about the schedule. I th- I think this is one of the the best schedules that's been put together in a lot of years as far as competition that you got, you know, you know, I mean, Cal coming in for two, uh, uh, you're headed to uh, uh, Baylor coming in for three, you know, Louisiana's Tech, Stanford, Texas. I mean, this is a schedule that can, that can really be, that, that can really help you. challenging. That can really help you, but at the same time, might hurt you a little bit. It's a challenging schedule. Uh, seven of our first ten games against P- P5 teams. Uh, top 40 teams, you know, yep. they're going to be top 40 RPI teams probably. Uh, so seven of our first 10, uh, you know, we've uh, fortunately we've got, I think, uh, eight of our first 10 at home. And then it gets really challenging because the first after the first two weekends at home, we open at home, we play Cal and uh, New Mexico and Chattanooga at home in the opening weekend, play Cal twice, Chattanooga twice, New Mexico once. Then on Mardi Gras Day, we go to Mississippi State for a doubleheader. Then come home and play Baylor the following weekend, a three-game series. Single game on Friday, single game on Saturday, single game on Sunday. And then it gets really challenging. Uh, Third weekend of the season, we go to the uh, uh, Lone Star Invitational at uh, at Texas. And uh, we play Texas and Sanford twice. Stanford, I mean, and Colorado State once. So Texas and Stanford, uh, both in the top ten in all the preseason polls. So that's going to be a very challenging weekend. But a lot of opportunity. A lot of opportunity. That, that That's exactly right. You know, if he can – I mean, you go to that tournament and, and get three or four wins, that's a big weekend. And then the following weekend, you go to Oklahoma. You go to Norman. And uh, they're going to be opening up their new stadium that weekend, that $43 million – uh, stadium, and I know we went to uh, we went to Texas A&M last year and played, and I think if, what they told us was that was maybe a twenty-eight million dollar yeah. stadium. I, I don't know, I don't know what more Oklahoma could have that that Texas A&M stadium had. But anyway, they're going to open up that stadium at that tournament that weekend, and we're going to play Oklahoma twice. We're going to play Liberty twice. Who's getting votes in? Uh, the preseason polls, okay. and then we're going to play Miami University once. That's another challenging weekend. And then we go, uh, we're going to play at uh, Central Arkansas uh, against Central Arkansas and Stephen F. Austin. So four consecutive weekends on the well, three consecutive weekends on the road before we open up conference play at South Alabama the following weekend. So the Cajuns will be on the road after those first uh, 10 games, we're on the road for 20 of our next 21 games. We, uh, I think we come home and play, let's see, we come home and we play. We play Louisiana Tech after Baylor and then it's McNeese 
is the next home game. McNeese on March 13th. Yeah. And so and then and then after that we go back on the road for like seven or eight seven uh, for our next four games are on the road. So uh, 20 of our next 21 games after the first two weekends are on the road. Well, it, and we haven't even talked about conference yet. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hold off on that after we see a little bit. But the one thing I will say, you're going to a beautiful Boone at the end of March. Uh, That's gonna be my first trip to Boone. Oh, you haven't been to Boone. Yet. I haven't been to Boone. I've always I've always had an excuse, and uh, because I'm I'm not real interested. And going up a mountain in a bus. Yeah, uh, I, I should have went uh, back when the when the baseball team played in like April, early May. I'm thinking that's that's the right time. But uh, I have seen some baseball games on TV where the wind was blowing so hard, the ball was literally looked like it was going out of play on the foul line. I mean, completely yeah. out of play, outside the fences and almost was blown all the way to the second baseman. Yeah, that's going to be a, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. That's a, that's oh, Easter week. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go to App and uh, be my first trip to Boone. Steve Pelican keeps telling me I need to go to Boone. It, it really is a beautiful <laughs> campus and everything. And uh, uh, it, I, I've been several times for football. I have, uh, have not been for uh, for baseball yet. So, But uh, the Cajun baseball team that weekend will be at Texas State uh, Easter weekend. So... Two teams on the road, unfortunately. I wish the conference would do a little better job. Last year it seemed to work out a little nicer, but it is what it is. So a very challenging schedule, not only the uh, the pre-conference, but conference-wise. You know, we playing, we're playing uh, the preseason. Uh, you know, the Cajuns were picked first. Yeah. I think South Alabama second, Texas State third, maybe Troy and. Uh, and James Madison. After that, we play all five of those. Yeah, you know, and, and not everybody on the west side is going to play James Madison. So I think that's good, though. I hope the conference continues oh, to, get, to get the top four or five teams in the conference to make sure that every year that they play each other. So for RPI, we need it. And Texas State, very competitive, always. You know, they, they've got Mullen, Jessica Mullins, the, the preseason pitcher of the year. Maya Davis, you know, I don't know if I mentioned, but she's the preseason player of the year in the in the Sun Belt. And uh, but Jessica Mullins, you know, Texas State still has Jessica Mullins, who's the preseason pitcher of the year. And we got to go to we got to go to San Marcos twice, which I don't have a problem with. I love San Marcos. I love San Marcos. But we uh, we play San Marcos, uh, we play Texas State in the regular season in San Marcos, and they're hosting the conference tournament. So okay, yeah. So. That that's not a bad trip. I I uh, I think we when we were there for for softball one time. I remember uh, there's a baseball game going on as well. Uh, when when uh, we had all took the bus over there, right? The Vin, uh, 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 Vincent had got the bus for us, and we all pitched in, paid for the bus. You could watch the baseball game while you're standing at the top in the softball game in between. And if, if someone at baseball hits a home run over the left field wall, yeah. that's a good chance it'll land on the softball field. Yes. <laughs> All right, Bobby, uh, any last thoughts on anything that we talked about before we sign off for the day? No, you know, it's just, again, just in a very exciting time. And, uh, you know, come out and support those kids because, you know, they've been working their butts off since uh, the beginning of September. And now they finally, you know, we had six uh, – games in the fall against outside competition but 
you know, they're tired of playing each other. So I understand. Come out next Thursday, uh, Thursday the 8th. Yes. Uh, opening game against Chattanooga at 6 o'clock, Lamson Park. You've had Gerard Field in Lamson Park, and, uh, you know, uh, just come out and support those kids. Hopefully we have a packed house. Yep. Anna Claire Zerang, uh, the current Miss UL Lafayette, will be throwing out the first pitch on Thursday. So See, there you go. I didn't even know that. Anna Claire is, uh, uh, her her father is a close personal friend of mine and will be in attendance. He already asked me for a ticket. So oh, great. That's I've watched awesome. the young lady dro- uh, grow up and a wonderful human being as well. So, um, Looking forward to it, Craig. I know we've talked about it last couple of years but I'd like to have you on once a week if, if, if it our schedules work out I can do that and uh, we'll talk next week about the upcoming tournament and like I said well let's just talk every week and we don't have to go as long we can go as long or short as much as we right want right to that'd be good that'd be great so uh, and now we've got your headset worked out so that uh, that might be a little more convenient but you're always welcome to come over here and sit and talk okay sounds so. good thanks for having me Thank you. For Mr. Bobby, I'm Craig Malonson. You've been listening and we're talking. We've been talking softball, Raging Cajun softball. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except... Ah, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.